Texans and Laramie Tunsil agree on a market resetting contract extension, making him the highest paid tackle in the league. Brandon Cooks is now a Dallas Cowboy. How does all of this change the landscape of the Texans' future? Stick around for this episode of Locked on Texans. And to tie it all in, we want to develop a great team here that we can deliver wins to the city of Houston. We want to deliver a championship here to the city of Houston, and that's what it will be about. You are Locked on Texans. Your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And everybody to a Monday episode of the Locked On Texan podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager, and managing your own football franchise. This game is for you. Check it out in the App Store. Uh, visit ultimate-gm.com. Again, check it out in the App Stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in all caps. I'm John Hickman, and of course, I'm joined by Texans Credential Media Member and Sports Illustrated's own Cody Davis. The Houston Texans had a big Sunday. It was a big Sunday for the Houston Texans as they were finally able to move on from Brandon Cooks, who we'll get mm-hmm. to later in the show. The Texans did receive a 2023 fifth-round draft pick in return, along with a 2024 sixth-round draft pick for Brandon Cooks from the Dallas Cowboys. So he had to just go right up the street, I-45, and Ooh. that's his <laughs> The Texans and Laramie Tunsil also secured – their fates and future Ooh. as the two sides were able to agree on a contract extension. The deal is for three years, $75 million, mm. $50 million fully guaranteed, mm. $60 million uh, in total guarantee, and mm. a $30 million signing bonus. Mm. The Texans will have Larry Tunsil under contract until 2026. The deal was one of the more necessary deals for the Houston Texans, Man. I believe this offseason, Cody and listeners, one thing Cody has been preaching, he's been preaching best situation for your rookie, yes, right? Sir. And rookie quarterback. And Nick Casario and D'Amico has constantly talked about uh, the best the best fits when it comes to rebuilding the Texans. Sometimes I think rebuilding is a part of uh, is about reassessing. Or, or assessing what's stable already with this franchise. And I think Laramie Tunsil, who only allowed one sack in 2022, is a part of that stability the Texans need. On January 24th podcast, I mentioned seeing how the new coach views Laramie Tunsil. The new coach before then, we had no clue. Then we found out who's going to be D'Amico Ryans. And so viewing D'Amico Ryans, I mean, how D'Amico Ryans views Laramie Tunsil it's probably the same way the 49ers viewed Trent Williams, who reset the market for tackles two years ago. And I don't think D'Amico Ryans or anybody on the team complained about giving Trent Williams that amount of money because he's absolutely worth it. They valued Williams and San Fran, and the Texans as a whole value what Tunsil brings. I like the deal. I think Laramie Tunsil deserves to reset the market to be the highest paid tackle. I thought that he was a all pro last year, definitely was a pro bowler. But when you only allow one sack in one season, 
The year before, Larry Tunsil didn't allow a sack for the Houston Texans. A lot of things get overlooked because of the record, because of the quarterback play, and because of the the, the shadow and the cloud that you know was over this franchise for a few years. Larry Tunsil has been one of the best players, pure players in the NFL. That's not at the quarterback position. For him to be making this money as a non-quarterback, I think that speaks to him as a play, player, as a person, as a guy on and off the field, as a person that doesn't talk a lot but leads by example with action. This was a good deal for the Houston Texans because moving forward, you now understand that I think this deal put Houston in a position to where not this season immediately, but we will start looking at this team as a team that leads all of the BS in the past and start can be and can start being competitive once again. Let me just say this. In terms of evaluating Nick Casario, because I think that this is going to be the year everybody's really going to get a true evaluation of Casario. I'm going to put the the the, the extension of Laramie Tunsil as a top three move for Nick Casario as the general manager for the Houston Texans. And John, listeners and viewers, I'm not just saying that just because he's going to be able to stay in Houston. What would you say up until, what, 2026? 2026, and if I believe so, that's the same year Nick Casario's contract is up with the Texans. I believe so. And I think that Nick signing him – to that deal, three years, 2026, they are now tied to one another. So what the Houston Texans do, I know you said it's top three, and I agree, because what they do from here on out with your coach and everything in place, I think this deal will be brought up whether they go good or whether they flop. Hmm. This deal will be brought up because now they are now tied to, tied to one another. And the reason why I like this move, and I'm saying that it's top – Three. First and foremost, John, you are you already mentioned it. You know, I'm talking about I've been saying here a lot on this show, you have to put your rookie quarterback in the best situation. And for those of you out there who might be thinking Laramie Tunsil is getting paid way too much for the Houston Texans, I want to remind you guys of this. Deshaun Watson in his second season, regardless of how good he was, the man got sacked 62 times. And that was the reason why they went into that following offseason and made that big move to bring in Laramie Tunsil to begin with. And even though the last couple of years has not gone according to plan because Laramie Tunsil was brought in to protect Deshaun, now he's going to have an opportunity to protect the next franchise quarterback, rather that be C.J. or Bryce. And when I take a look at what the Carolina Panthers are looking at, John, you and I was a little bit hesitant about the possibility of, of Bryce Young playing behind this offensive line due to his stature. You already got Larry Tulsa on that left side, so that's going to make me a little bit more confident if come April we here with the number two overall pick, the Houston Texans select Bryce Young, because once again, you keep Larry Tulsa. Now the next important thing you have to do is make sure you take care of Titus Howard. As long as you have those two tackles on the offensive line, this offensive line is going to be very decent and very reliable for any rookie quarterback or any quarterback to play behind moving forward. But the biggest thing that I like about this, John, once again, it shows that the nonsense and the foolishness that all these players and the coaching staff had to go through is over. Because think about it. This time last year, we literally thought that Laramie Tunsil was walking out the door off of 16 and Kirby. I know you mentioned the following year he did not give up a sack. However, I don't even look at his 2021 campaign because the man only played five games. He hurt his hand. 
he hurt his hand that had him out for the entire season. Yes, I'm using that with quotation marks because he was healthy to come back, but there was so much dysfunction and foolishness going on. I didn't blame Laramie Tunsil for basically prolonging his recovery. However, John, you take a look at the fact that Nick Casario was able to not only mend the relationship with Laramie Tunsil to let him go out there and prove why he is at best a top five, top three left tackle in the game. He also did it in a way that actually brought us to the point where we are here today with Laramie Tunsil signing a three year contract extension. I love this move because. I think the Texans and Laramie Tunsil are truly in a win-win situation. Listen, um, you brought up that he only played five games last season, the season prior to last season, excuse me, mm -hmm. and that he could have came back. He was healthy enough to come play ball. <laughs> but I, I truly believe that at that point there was uh, a misunderstanding. And between Nick Casario and Laramie Tunsil, mm -hmm. they were not on the same page, understandably so. Uh, I was trying to here to do one thing, and where we are right now, it's not what I wanted to where I want to be. And I truly believe that with the signing of D'Amico Ryan's, I think that helped. Honestly, oh, yeah, now you look at Larry Tunsil, Larry Tunsil, who mentions that he wants to turn this program around, uh, to turn this organization around from a losing organization into a winning organization. I want to finish my career in Houston. Now, when we look at this deal and understand how it affects the future, I've already mentioned that this helps with the stability of this franchise. That's a part of it. I also look at this. Now you look at Shaq Mason. You still have Titus Howard. You can possibly, with Kenyon Green, this offensive line, with Laramie Tunsil as the anchor, could change. With one move, look at the center position. But as of right now, it seems much more stable than what has been in the past hmm. few seasons. And that helps with running the ball, which is what Houston wants to do. Protecting your quarterback, which is what every what every team in the league wants to do. Putting your best players in the best position to succeed. And a lot of times, people on the outside looking in, they may forget about how important the big guys up front is. I don't think that's the case in Houston. I think I think now everybody understands that you need an offensive line to play good football in the NFL, and Larry Tunsil is probably one of the better options to do so. So, uh, again, man, I'm happy for Larry Tunsil. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You heard us talk a lot about the game on this show, and if you've ever thought about being a general manager, being a good general manager, you got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build a historic dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you are responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all of the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel, issues, and all of the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging yet realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline 
play on the go as you want when you want to. Our Locked On Texan listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKED ON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKED ON, all caps. Make sure you check it out today. Download the game at ultimatefootballgm.com uh, slash locked on or look it, look it up in the app store as well. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there in the YouTube world. Cody, I think we're almost at 3,100 subscribers. And so what I want to tell you guys is thank you for continuously checking us out, whether it's on YouTube or on all of the major podcasting platforms. But we got to talk Brandon Cooks, who is Mm -hmm. now a Dallas Cowboy, stays Mm -hmm. in the state of Texas, Mm -hmm. travels Mm -hmm. right up I-45, actually hopped on a plane I don't want to see him wear that stupid star. (laughs) Golly, man. Listen, he, he hopped on a plane Sunday night. He's now in Dallas. Houston received a fifth-round pick for this year. So they got that fifth-round pick the NFL mm-hmm. took away. And they also received a sixth-round pick in 2024. The Cooks trade will leave Houston with roughly $22 million in dead money uh, charged to them in 2023. Before I talk about Cooks and the trade, I would like to say that Cooks mentioned – uh, the relationship between he and Nick Casario, and he said that at the end of the day, we got respect for one another. While it's been a long process, he kept his word and worked with us and put us in a position, uh, put us in position. Both parties did the right thing. I've got respect for Nick, Cody, and listeners as of right now. A reminder, the Texans have Amari Rogers, Nico Collins, John Mechie, Noah Brown, Robert Woods, under contract at that wide receiver position moving on from cooks has the opposite effect of signing Larry Tunsil to an extension, but the same person purpose, excuse me, making sure the foundation of this team is stable. Cooks was an unstable uh, player, not a person as a player. He was unstable for this team simply because he was ready to move on and the relationship had no room for repairing. Cooks mentioned at the end of the year, I believe it was a question by Brian Barfield, Big Sarge, that he was not going through another rebuilding year. And I think mm-hmm. that was the stamp of, I want to play for a team where I can get to the playoffs and understanding that my peak as a player is going to come to an end. And I don't want to waste it in the Houston uh, in a Houston Texan jersey, well, I don't know if I want to make the playoffs or not. Paying a third of that contract, I think, uh, was a win for Houston, and I would say that was a win simply because it was time to move on. I would have thought that a fourth would have, you know, probably been better for Houston, but again, that fifth round pick for next for this year, getting a pick for next year as well, it was the best situation to move on. I'm happy for uh, for Cooks, and I'm happy for the Houston Texans as well. I'm not saying this because Brandon Cooks was one of the homies that I had an opportunity to talk to a lot of time inside the locker room on the field. And we spent a lot of time talking stuff beyond of football. But let me just say this. The narrative of Brandon Cooks being a locker room cancer is straight BS because that man was not a cancer in the locker room. I understand that his relationship with the Texans turned sour after the trade deadline. Um, I understand that 
you have to keep in mind that the whole Jack Easterby of things did play a role in his frustration with the franchise because Jack Easterby, regardless how we felt about him, regardless how fans felt about him, um, he did have some people who respected him in a way. But once again, the narrative of Brandon Cooks being a locker room cancer is straight BS. And ladies and gentlemen, if there is anybody that deserved the utmost respect representing this franchise over the last three seasons, it should be Brandon Cooks. Because prior to the trade deadline, this is a man who began his career with the Houston Texans at the start, at the peak of the foolishness and the downfall that this franchise has been going through over the last three years. And what did Brandon Cooks do? He did not complain. He kept a positive attitude. He was a veteran in the locker room for all of the young guys. And he went out there almost every single Sunday and performed for this organiza organization, regardless of who the quarterback was, regardless of who the coach was, regardless of who the offensive coordinator role was. Ladies and gentlemen, keep this in mind. Brandon Cooks is a player prior to his arrival in Houston. He played with Drew Brees where he began his career with the New Orleans Saints, went to not one but two Super Bowls, one with the New England Patriots and the other one with the Los Angeles Rams. Of course, with the Patriots, he played with the likes of Tom Brady, of course, with the Los Angeles Rams, even though Jared Goff, surprisingly, John, breaking news, I'm not going to say he's a top-ten quarterback, <laughs> but Jared Goff was a respectable quarterback at the time and still is to a certain extent. So this is a guy who spent his first, what, six, seven years of his career going to playoffs and had two Super Bowls appearance. He come here to the city of Houston thinking that he's about to play alongside Deshaun Watson. And even though the first year they went 4-12, and 12, things did not work out so well, you could like, okay, that's a parent that can actually work and get this organization back on track. We all know the story of what happened with Deshaun Watson after that. And after Deshaun Watson walked out that door off the 6'10 and Kirby, this is a guy who still went out there in two of his three seasons, still recorded over 1,000 receiving yards, was arguably, not arguably, the best wide receiver and the best offensive player that the Houston Texans had over the last three years. By the way, in my opinion, we're talking about the third best wide receiver in franchise history because in the likes of him playing with Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, Kyle Allen, and Jeff Driscoll, the man is ranked number fifth on the Texans all-time receiving list. Ladies and gentlemen, say what you want about the departure that Brandon Cooks had. I understand it. It was unprofessional at times, but at the end of the day, that was a man frustrated with his situation. Yes, I do agree. He did sign an extension, what, a year or so ago. He signed the two-year extension. He said he was all for the rebuild. However, ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you the 2022 campaign was such a disappointment in terms of development, in terms of this rebuild taking a step forward, it it that Brandon Cooks is the best person that represented that. Because, look, we understand that last year the Houston Texans wasn't going to the playoffs. But there was hope at least that this team was moving in the right direction in the rebuild. And the fact that they fell short of that is the reason why he wanted out of the city of Houston. And we don't know what Nick Casario and Brandon Cooks and whoever else was in that meeting when he signed this contract, we don't know what was what was told on whether or not if this rebuild isn't going the right way, we're going to trade you to a contender. Only thing Brandon Cooks wants to do is play competitive and good football. And unfortunately, he did not have a chance to do here and do that here in the city of Houston. However, 
regardless of everything that was going on, this man stood up for this franchise at a time where there was the laughing stock of this organization. He did do that. He did not only did he stand up for the franchise, he stood up for Davis Mills multiple times. Multiple times. Anybody that played quarterback for the Texans, I think that he was professional about the situation. And at times he went, you know, further and beyond than what he probably should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I listen. It was just time, man. It, it was time for Brandon Cooks to go elsewhere, to have an opportunity to contribute to something that was really special. And the 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 crazy part about it, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think Houston is that far away from being a competitive team. No, uh, that's the thing. I wonder how many times he heard that since he came to Houston. True. And I wonder, I wonder how much Levy Smith played into his departure. Because throughout the season, Cody, correct me if I'm wrong, there were reports that Levy Smith was kind of shutting anybody off that had anything to say that can help the team, like any mm-hmm. opinions or you mm-hmm. know, let's let's try something differently. And you know, as a grown man, there's only so many times you're gonna get shut down before you say, hmm. you know what, it's time for me to remove myself. From the situation, so I wonder how much Lovey Smith and his presence soured the release the relationship with the Houston Texans for Brandon Cooks. However, Houston got back what they got in return—a fifth round pick, a sixth round for next year—and I think that this was probably the best possible outcome. Dallas wanted Brandon Cooks before the franchise, I mean, before the deadline, and it fell through. Didn't happen. Now it happens. As you can see at the bottom of the screen, if not, if you're listening, so long, mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks. I wish you nothing but the best, but now it's time for Houston to take that fifth-round pick and, and, and use it to try, probably find a diamond in the rough because we know that this team needs wide receivers. I mentioned who are under contract right now. This room needs an upgrade steal. This is the perfect draft to go out there and get a young, talented receiver to build with this franchise for whoever's going to be a quarterback. I don't know if I – Mentioned this on the show before, but I'm going to say it again. If I and if I didn't, this would be the first time you guys heard this. For everybody to understand the type of respect that the players in the locker room had for Cooks and the great relationships that he had with everybody in that organization in terms of the players. A source told me when when the hiring process for D'Amico Ryan's really started to get ramped up and it was like an all but done deal that he was going to be the sixth head coach in franchise history. There were players who were talking to cooks behind the scene, asking him, just give this team just one more, one more chance, one more season. That shows you how much of a quote unquote locker room cancer Brandon cooks was. Don't let that narrative play into your minds. People trust me. It's March Madness, and the tournament is heating up. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Plus, FanDuel allows you to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. You can bet on everything from the money line to punt scores, three-points drain, dunks. They got it all over at FanDuel. Don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets 
when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the college football, college basketball, and NBA. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers. Before we get out of here today, we got to recap the first full week of the Houston Texans offseason. I don't know what I would grade it personally, but I will tell you this. I love a lot of the moves that Houston made. Didn't love the the Andrew Becks of the world. Didn't love Mm -hmm. the Mike Boone signing. Did not at all. (laughs) Didn't necessarily like the Chase Winovich, but I understood it because you had to replace what you were probably going to get out of Ogbo Okorwankwo. So I can understand that. Uh, But the top three things that Houston did, of course, number one, contract extending extension for Lamry Tunsil. That's number one. Trading for Shaq Mason. I think, honestly, it's equally as important, and I would expect for Houston to get a deal done with Shaq Mason at some point, maybe during this season. I think that uh, Titus Howard has to be next in terms of contract extensions. He's been here. Just like Larry Tunsil's been here through the BS, through the ups and the downs, so has Titus Howard. And mm-hmm. I would make a case that Titus Howard has been through much more adversity simply because left tackle, right tackle, guard. He's played almost everything but center for this team. (laughs) And now he has some stability and he played well last season. So you would like to see Houston get that deal done soon. But I love trading for Shaq Mason. And I also love bringing over Jimmy Ward. What Jimmy Ward brings is stability to that safety room. Something that Justin Reed, who I think was a good player, (laughs) only had one year of a good running mate next to him back when it was Gibson, who I believe stayed in San Fran. We got Jimmy Ward here in Houston. So I love those three moves. I think that those three moves helps Houston a lot. Now I can't wait to see what they do with the tight end group. I don't think Hmm. Andrew Beck is enough. As of right now, Jordan Akins is in Cleveland. We'll talk about that this week on tomorrow's show. Um, That leaves this tight end room with Tegan Quatoriano, Brevin Jordan, Mark Shrek. I believe it is Mark mm-hmm. Shrek. He, uh, he, he's still in this room. And now Beck. And, and, and now I think this position is a position of need, just like the wide receiver group. But I, I love what Houston was able to do first week. They didn't overdo it. Uh, brought in Sheldon Rankins, Hassan Ridgeway. Those are big moves. Uh, they they Now they have some players on this roster that I think you can equally build around. Mm. Um, the, the, the one thing that I love the – the most about this first week of free agency to me it seems like Nick Osirio and D'Amico Ryans went after depth at a lot of these positions that was kind of weak you know the lackluster depth that depth that they had um of course you just mentioned in John Sheldon Sheldon Rankins um this is a guy that's definitely going to enhance the Houston Texans defensive line core as I mentioned and look this wide receiving core is still depleted of talent but to me it's at least depleted of top tier talent um but the addition of Robert Woods and Noah Brown those two guys is definitely going to add more depth and more stability to that wide receiving core the only thing I don't like about it I don't I, I don't know if this going to hinder the possibility of them bringing back our guy Chris Moore but at the end of the day, like I mentioned, you know, in terms of, you know, you don't want to be in a situation where you're relying on either one of these guys to be your number one wide receiver. However, in terms of 
Robert Woods, who have had that opportunity to be a team number one wide receiver, or at least be majority of the time a solid two wide receiver, a guy who has recorded over a thousand yards a couple times in his career. I would much rather that other than Chris Moore. But John, once again, man, um, as of right now, the biggest thing that Nick Casario, D'Amico Ryans, and the Houston Texans did as of right now in free agency, and I won't be surprised if this is the biggest move in free agency at this time period, is to get that deal done with Laramie Tunsil. And now next on the list, as I mentioned in the first segment, you just finished talking about it. I'm going to say it again. The next important thing for this team to do is to lock up Titus Howard. Just please get the deal done. It's not going to cost you a pretty penny like it did Laramie Tunsil. Go ahead and get the deal done. That way you could put not only your rookie quarterback, but Damian Pierce in the best position to succeed because I truly do believe that this offense finally have an opportunity to average more than 16 to 17 points per game in 2023. And of course, they're going to bring in more talent in the wide receiving core at quarterback in the backfield. But the most important thing to really make sure this offense keeps going is making sure that they have a good offensive line. Absolutely. Thank you guys for checking out this Monday episode of the Locked on Texan podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Excuse me. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. And of course, if you're watching us right now, if you're not watching us, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Um, all of the major podcasting platforms, you can find the Locked On Texans podcast. And throughout the week, we'll be back giving you guys updates, talking about the Houston Texans and mm. what they got right, what they got wrong, compare and contrast, and have a fun week. I'm back at work. No more spring break. So I'm with you guys. I'm back with people. <laughs> And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Really quick, not tomorrow, but the day after that for the rest of the week, starting on Wednesday, I believe, for the next two, three days, I'm going to have a different location going to Memphis to cover the Houston Rockets. Um, Two-game series out there, which is going to be very eventful. You've been keeping up with the – unfortunate and dumb situation going on with John Morant. However, just wanted to give y'all guys a heads up because after tomorrow, setup going to be different. Might sound a little bit different, but you guys know, regardless of where I'm at, what I sound like, going to make sure I'm going to continue to provide you guys some good content covering the Houston Texans. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.